So to serve man is a cookbook. Isn't that pretty much the formula for today's Democrat party? To serve man. Whether it's babies, whether it's old people, whether it's teenage girls or they think they need to have their breasts lopped off and their testicles removed. The Democrat Party does serve man. And you could say that it is kind of through a cookbook. And John Fetterman bears an uncanny resemblance to Richard Keel as the Kahneman ambassador. If he had if he put the Kahneman suit on, Fetterman could play the role. So you're saying that's what he should do it for Halloween. Yeah. So I'm saying what, Maggie? <laughs> What'd you say? So you're saying he should go as that for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. I got Ricola all over, and it just—it doesn't go well with talking. Talking, you're supposed to, I guess, meditate while you're taking Ricola. Fetterman looks the part, and now he's going to play the part. Now, the guy at AM Greatness—did he—did he reach the other conclusion about Fetterman? Will pity send John Fetterman to the uh, to the U.S. Senate? Because here's the conclusion I reach. The Stacey Slobrum's gang is still in control. Uh, even though the Supreme Court did side, finally, with the version of the mail-in ballot and election law that Pennsylvania, the, the, the legislature had actually passed, um, all the votes that were cast pre prior to the decision, though, they all go forward. So no signature validation. Now, it appears to me that, and I went back and when I was researching my Substack yesterday that only seven of you read, but you could read it during the, uh, you could read it during the, the upcoming break. It, it's, it's pretty short. When I was researching uh, the, uh, the Substack, I found a piece that was written by Doug Mastriano that explained what the Democrats did to Act Number 77 of the Pennsylvania Legislature. And I'd just like to share a part of it with you because I think that it's still in play. Okay. When the Senate passed Act 77, critical election security safeguards were in place to prevent mass fraud. All mail-in ballots were to be signature verified and turned in by election day to count. Defective Absentee mail-in ballots were not to be counted, and poll watchers were expected to be permitted to observe the counting of all mail-in ballots at every location. Now, let me stop right, right there. We know that Rudy Giuliani tried to, to get an emergency injunction against the, the counting that was going on in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh on the mornings of November the 4th and 5th, when they said, when, when, when the 500, and the, and the number was 570,000 fake mail-in ballots were dumped in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and uh, maybe Harrisburg. Trump tried to get the count seen. Remember? They sued so that the law could be uh, 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 fulfilled and that election poll watchers 
were to be admitted to watch the mail-in ballots being open, the dates and signatures being verified, and then and only then could they be counted. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court ultimately ruled against Giuliani's uh, attempt. There was, or there were two or three attempts to do this. This is what the law said must be done, and the rest, as they say, is history. Biden got 567,000 votes. Trump got 3,000 mail-in ballot votes. That's how they won Pennsylvania. They stole it. So Mastriano was asked about this uh, after the debacle, and he wrote he wrote this piece to try and explain. The theft, the heist, what had happened. They're going to use this again. They're going to try this again to get Fetterman and Shapiro elected. Fetterman to the Senate, Shapiro to the governor's mansion. Let me just give you the spoiler now. Why would they want to do that? Why does anyone in their right mind think that this obviously, seriously, mentally unstable and disabled man should be in any legislative body dis deciding any matters of life or death or even matters of accounting because they never intend for him to get a vote on anything. If they're able to steal, Fetterman will be sworn in shortly thereafter. For medical reasons, he will resign if Fetterman wins, that means Shapiro won. Shapiro will then appoint Dick Levine as the next U.S. Senator from Pennsylvania. There will be a big hoop-de-do swearing-in ceremony where the regime leader will fly in and will say, this is a historic day for our country, the first transgender me member of the U.S. Senate. I'm telling you, that's what the play is. Use your, just use, use your words, use common sense, what you know about these people, and a little bit, just, just take, if you were in that position, and you were as nefarious and evil and deceitful as they were, and you know what their agenda going forward is, which is to mutilate as many human beings through transgender surgeries and modifications and chemical chemical and steroidal poisoning and what have you, what I just told you makes eminent sense. Fetterman, Shapiro, Fetterman resigns, Levine is selected to fill out the remainder of the six-year term. Now, I didn't look up the Pennsylvania law to see if that the whole term, if the whole term would be filled out by Dick Levine. No, I'm not calling it. I'm not calling it Rachel. It's it's Richard by Dick Levine by little Dicky. I didn't look it up to see because I know in some states, because the states still deter, uh, determine the right of passage here. I, I want to say that the the Seventeenth Amendment also says something about this. Um, <clears throat> it might be that he only fills the void until the next federal election, which would be in two years. It doesn't matter. That's the play there. They, they don't care about John Fetterman. Uh, now, the, the reason they want John Fetterman to stay in the race, this is Democrat, this is diabolical, demonic strategizing 101. John Fetterman is Bernie Sanders without a haircut. Fetterman is a pro-abort, pro-euthanasia, 
pro-free all, free all the prisoners, empty the jails. He announced when he announced his candidacy, he said he's an avowed socialist. They want Pennsylvania in the Vermont. Oh, look, we're all socialists now. Johnny Fetterman's just another one of the guys. Yeah, he might as well be, uh, 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 oh, what's the other senator's name? Uh, Casey. He, he's just like Bob Casey. He's just a Democrat. Like, and stuff. They play the long game, ladies and gentlemen. And those of you, you people that live in Pennsylvania, our beloved uh, friends, the Beemans and many others, dude, we already did a couple of shows on how you're screwed in your state. About how the Pennsylvania Supreme Court in cahoots with the the hack that cried wolf, Governor Wolf, your rights as citizens and, and your rights to elect who you think should be leading you or representing you are almost all gone. Maybe you have a little bit of say in a local election, but thanks to the Supreme Act 77 and thanks to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, which during the whole debacle with Trump kept voting 4-2-4-2-4-2, four Democrats, two Republicans. There's been an election since. It's it's 3-3 now on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, so it's a tie at best here. Uh, I have to ask the question, and, and I have to ask the same question in, in my state here in Louisiana. Is it really a good idea to have judges run for election? I don't think judges should run for election. I think wise, steady, very uh, 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 devout statesmen should appoint them at their leisure, like a king. And if they do things like Justice Pederast did, then the same wise, reserved statesman can recall the judge. That's a far better option because once you elect him, you can't get rid of him. You could impeach him. How often does that happen? So in, 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 an, in just an hour of looking at a little bit of the history of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, I mean, I'm reading this stuff going like, good Lord, you guys in Pennsylvania are screwed. As long as that entity exists, you're screwed. Anyway, back to, uh, to Doug Mastriano here and Mike Churchill on the Crusade Channel here. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. This weekend is going to be the Boo-Sade Channel. Boo-Sade Channel because of the... Uh, Turley's Terror Fest coming up at the Pop-Up Radio Channel. We will begin Friday evening again with the exorcism of Nicola Aubrey from Sebastian Karnowski. Uh Sebastian and his wife will be on the program tomorrow morning. We'll talk a little bit about it. Yes, I, I know that the, I know the name of the book. You don't need to correct me. I'm, I got the memo, and I put the TBS cover of Cheat on it. I know the name of the book. But as I told Sebastian, I'm like, we're playing it as a creature feature, and it's a creature feature name. So he gave me permission to change it this Friday night for to the exorcism of Nicola Aubrey. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> that's not what the book is called. 
The book is called The Power of the uh, the Holy Eucharist, I want to say, uh, because it was a Eucharistic miracle that finally exercised Nicola Aubrey. In any event, uh, I, I have some new uh, imaging to try out on all of you as well, because if you're listening to the Crusade channel, it's making you awesome right now. Just listening makes you awesome. We're going to have a T-shirt. It's been, the, what I'm listening to in my earbuds is making me awesome. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Back to Doug Mastriano, uh, who is running for uh, for governor against Josh Shapiro. By the way, some of you may remember that when the uh, the big priest uh, 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 lawsuit, uh, the uh, sexual abuse case in Pennsylvania, when it, when it was big news back back in 2017, uh, 2017 who announced it? Shapiro. And you remember Bill Donahue at the Catholic League came out and went like, this is the most, <laughs> this is the most lopsided assault on the Catholic priesthood in the history of Christianity. I don't think Donahue was far off. In any event, I'm getting sidetracked. Mastriano. The Democrat Majority Supreme Court, Governor Wolf, and Wolf's disgraced Secretary of State, Kathleen, you remember I used to call her uh, Kathleen Bokvar, Broken Bokvar, uh, unconstitutionally rewrote Act 77. Let's start with the Supreme Court. On September 17, 2020, in direct contravention of the wording of Act 77, the court extended the deadline for mailed ballots to be received from Election Day to three days after Election Day. So apparently the corona doom killed the mail service too, killed the postal service. Not only did it kill all the old people, not only did it kill all the scared people, not only did it kill all the other, being sent home by the kids to kill grandma, it apparently killed the mail trucks too. So in their infinite wisdom then, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court wrote the law. 